Blog Talk Radio. It's time to open up your eyes. Open your eyes to make you wealthy and wise. You can watch your profits rise with a business enterprise. We give you what you need to know, what you need to watch your earnings grow. You can reach your record highs with a business enterprise. Listening to Enterprise on Blog Talk Radio with your host, Erica Collins. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio's Enterprise, where we want to see your business rise. It's November 22nd, 2020, coming to you live from New York, New York. It's been a beautiful fall week in the town that never sleeps. While some of you are trying to figure out Zoom for Thanksgiving and others are still waiting on the stimulus, we have a wonderful show for you today with Darlin Hudson, owner of DarlinHudson.com and Stylist Suite. Good evening, Darlin. Hi, good evening, Erica. Darlin has been a journalist for more than 20 years, contributing to publications as diverse as Vogue Italia or Italia to the Detroit Free Press. She blogs daily on diversity in the media and publishes an annual directory called The Big Fat Media Guide, sold at DarlinHudson.com. Once again, welcome to the show, Darlin. Thank you so much for having me. So can you take us back into time to when you were a little girl? What did you want to be? Oh, let's see. A little girl growing up in the 70s in Detroit, Michigan, I wanted to be a singer, an R&B singer. (laughs) I think everybody wanted to be a singer growing up in Detroit. (laughs) Who was your favorite singer at the time? Oh, at the time... I'm going to keep throwing Detroit out there, but it was Anita Baker. I would think Anita Baker and Tina Marie is what we always used to sing in the talent shows. So, <laughs> those are those two excellent my, ones. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I wanted to be a singer. I didn't know anything else. I just thought I could do what I loved. So what made you want to work in entertainment media? You have a pretty big background in entertainment media as well. Oh, um, I took a job in a local newspaper right out of college. Well, actually, I think I was still in college, and I interned at a local newspaper called the Oakland Press. And I found out really quickly that I did not want to work in news. I think I started out writing obituaries. <laughs> And um, I figured figured out really quickly that I did not want to work in a news section. So entertainment seemed to be a natural um, fit for me because, like I said, I loved music. And I think my very first writing assignment um, was writing on a music festival for the Source magazine. Um, It was something that I was really passionate about doing. And, uh, yeah, just I think my first assignment came as an entertainment piece, so I just followed suit. Very good. What college did you go to? Spelman College in Atlanta, Georgia. Spelman. Biggie up, biggie up. Uh, 
how did your experiences prepare you for the new track and the new ventures that you're on now? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, when I started out as an entertainment journalist, um, we came up with hip hop. So a lot of my um, brazen attitude and my stand up for myself came through those times when journalists had to go into a dark room or a dark smoke smoke filled room full of dudes by herself and she had to give a story um, or a crowded elevator where, you know, men, guys were filling on your behind and your chest and you still had to go and, put, and conduct yourself professionally. So um, all of wow. that that I went through up in hip hop, um, <laughs> it just made me way more resilient. It made me stand up for myself. It gave me a lot of self-confidence that I simply didn't have. So now at the age that I am, uh, with the experience that I have, I only write on things that I love. I only write, um, I only do profiles on people that I have an awful lot of respect for. So, um, yeah, those early years paved the way for me doing exactly what I want to do now. Hmm. So a lot of women in journalism went through uh, trials and tribulations similar to yours, and it's great to hear stories of overcoming them and then following your passion. How has the coronavirus pandemic affected your business? Oh, wow. I've made more money in the last eight months than I have my entire professional career. Um, <laughs> I have been a freelancer was writing for several publications, and this year I actually started my own company. Whoever knew that journalists could be entrepreneurs? So, um, you know, I told, as I said earlier, I am a woman of a certain age, and I've been writing for from from everyone. I mean, I've written for a lot of people. So I'm at the age now where I'm training, I'm hiring, I'm getting other writers' jobs. I am connecting them to opportunities. And I get a lot of fulfillment and a lot of joy out of it. Um, so Corona allowed me to get my first series of monthly clients that pay monthly fees, <laughs> and we get to work with them for six, eight, and 12 months. So um, I am very blessed. Corona has blessed me and my family. <clears throat> I know I shouldn't say that because a lot of people are, are hurting right now, but Survivor's remorse, yeah, we've done real well. Well, it's good to hear a, a positive story through many of the, the tragic business stories specifically. What are some of the positives and negatives of when you started your business? Oh, the positives were um, none of my clients I had to pitch or propose. They all came to me. Um, either as referrals or them having worked with me before and wanted to see me succeed. So that's the positive. Um, the negative is um, um, training and working with young, inexperienced writers. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody thinks that they could do, 
not everyone, but a lot of the young people, especially people, you know, in the millenniums or just coming out of college, they they want to do their own thing. They don't um, they don't have the same hard work hard work ethic mindset that we did coming out of college, where we just wanted to be a part of a team and help uh, help a business to grow. These they they come out they come out with um, entrepreneurial and business business ideas of their own, and they're not as willing to help you grow your dream. <laughs> So maybe had I started my business 10 or 20 years ago, I might have a booming staff, but I'm in my first year, so it's hard finding good help. Yeah, that echoes in pretty much all the different industries, and the concept of journalism from, you know, 20 years ago to now has drastically changed. Um, Definitely a medium that is evolving and the youth is putting their own stamp on it. What uh, are some... What or who are some of your more notable entertainment projects? Notable entertainment projects. Um, so I worked for five, oh, I would say five or six years with the DET Awards. Um, and during that time, um, I created what's called the Stylus Suite, which is a website that I also update. And basically what we did was just kind of highlight uh, the behind-the-scenes of costume designers and stylists. Before stylists got really popular over the last few years, so we had a gifting suite for the stylists, and we would match them with new black designers um, so that they could style their clients during the BET Awards. I'm really proud of the stylist suite. That's how we got up and off the ground. Um so we would do gifting suites in L.A. in hotels or right out, right in the L.A. Convention Center one year, and uh, it was a resounding success. We had a really good time. I, I made some really great relationships with uh, stylists and costume designers, especially the black ones. I'm most proud of that. That's incredible. Did you have any other notable experiences or notable people that you've met? Oh wow! I mean, it's good or bad. I met I again. I have let's see who have I interviewed. Um, hmm. The last person that I interviewed that would be considered a celebrity, uh, let's see, would be Serena Williams. She, I don't know if you know Serena. But you know she has her own fashion line. Uh, as for mm-hmm. Serena, in uh, Italian Vogue, would would uh, assign me to do New York Fashion Week. And the last okay. big interview I did was September New York Fashion Week. No, February 2022 this year, and um, my third year in a row was going to Serena's show. And she always has the full figure girls, and they always have a good time and. It's always loud and rowdy, which is uncharacteristic of a regular New York uh, New York Fashion Week show, and we always have a really good time. So um, Serena was awesome, and one of the worst interviews that I've ever done, or one of the worst people that I've ever interviewed was ooh, <laughs> Steve Harvey. Yeah, Steve Harvey was horrible. No, He's not a nice <laughs> really, um, but wow. I've been yeah, I mean. Everybody, we worked at DET for six, five, six years. So, and then we worked with T- then I worked with TV One, and I was with MTV. So, 
all all the black celebrities are from Tupac over here. I interviewed Tupac. <laughs> So, what made the interview challenging, I guess would be the question. My boobs, my my big breasts. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're laughing, but that's next. Every time I interviewed, it was a dude, a hip-hop artist. Um, yeah, I mean, it would always become sexual. It always, the conversation always skewed to sex. And I just became very crafty at, um, continuing the conversation. That's why <laughs> I really love what I do. I'm a good communicator. Um, but yeah, that was the most challenging. Being a woman, being a woman with big breasts, and having to be taken seriously. <laughs> yeah, I think the ladies today they have more um, body empowerment, body positivity that you're finally starting to see in journalism, that was always the challenge. They wanted you to look sound and uh, be be more svelte, I guess, back in the day. Um, and then, of course, the challenges of, of trying to remain professional and having everyone else remain professional as well. Uh, what advice would you give to people who need your services? What advice would I give to people that need my services? Um, <laughs> don't be scared to call. I'm very approachable. Um, as with anyone, especially now, people, more people just in general are at home and way more approachable. Um, I go on social media, especially on the weekends and during the holidays, and that's how I'm able to reach people that normally are super busy. So my advice to anyone is just step out on faith. Don't be scared. People put on their pants, their underwear, just like you do. Uh, reach out. You know, share an idea. Share share yourself. Share your skills and your, your expertise. Um, compliment somebody. That's a good way to connect, you know. Um, if you want to be a journalist, if you want to write for a specific publication as a career or on a freelance basis, read that publication and read the writers of that publication. Connect with them. Find out what their experience is like. Um, don't be an outsider. Writing is a very lonely profession, Um I've been able to succeed at it because of my relationships. Um, most of my clients I worked with for years and years and years. So, yeah, it's it's a small community of us. So, you know, don't be scared. The editor in chief of Bon Appetit is a sister. You don't think I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna email her and say, hey, I'm a black woman. I like seeing you in your position. You don't think she responds? <laughs> she. <laughs> So my advice is always, you know, just treat people like regular human beings. I promise you, you'll get a response. Where would you like to see DarylynHudson.com and Stylist Suite in the future? Oh, I am working now. Um, I am pivoting my career. I'm no longer working as a freelancer. I'm working as an entrepreneur. Um my career is focused on helping um, other young black girls, young black boys realize that they could be journalists as a career. I never knew that I could be a writer for a career. I'd always thought, 
especially growing up in the Midwest, that writing was going to be a hobby. But had I known from the very beginning that I could do this as a career, uh, I would have gone full force right out of high school. So, <clears throat> yeah, that's, you know, I, I have transitioned to a trainer teacher now, and I'm okay with that. So um, in the next five years, I hope get as many people jobs in this career as possible to get to get as many people started and flourishing and thriving in this, uh, path of journalism and and media uh, as possible. I don't have a number set in my head, but anyone that reaches out out to me, I try in some way to help. Um, a few years ago, it was all about the money. I I wouldn't talk to you unless you had money to pay me. But uh, I know that um, I don't have to be that way anymore because the money has came without me even trying. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. Do you have any upcoming events or online things that you're doing? So I put together a, an annual directory of magazines and newspapers. It's called the Big Fat Media Guide. This is my third mm-hmm. year publishing it. I published it every beginning of the year. That's when most writers and editors and <clears throat> sometimes artists are really looking to revamp and try to find as many um you know, media placements as possible. So I put together a very extensive list um, of, like I said, magazines, media outlets, and I break it up into categories. One is Condé Nest. One is Meredith. I have another one that's Hearst Magazine. And then I have a black category. I have a cannabis category. So it's a big book of editors, editors' names and emails, um, this year we're paying special attention to the black people that have done real well in the magazine game this year. I mentioned um, the editor-in-chief of Bon Appetit. I mentioned the editor-in-chief of Teen Vogue. So, um, you know, black people are doing some things in magazines and the media now, and this book highlights how well we've done in 2020. And it's on sale every year um, on my website, com. And that's what I do through the holidays. Y'all eating and everybody eating turkey and ham. I am working on my book. <laughs> that is the soul of a true journalist. Uh, what's next for Daryl and Hudson? Mm. The woman. <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I've been single for a long time, and I just got a boo recently, so I'm excited about having a boyfriend. <laughs> Oh, oh that, that's well, definitely good for the holidays. Kira and I are working on an all-black issue that we're pitching to Mira's Publishing. I'm really excited about that, putting a mock issue together with some of his uh, art designers. He's uh, Kira and I have long, known each other for a really long time, so I'm excited about the work that we're doing with Merida. Um So, yeah, only good things. I have a, I have a seventh grader. I'm excited about her finishing seventh grade and, um, you know, all of those, all of those good things are in the future. Joe Biden, Great. Camilla Harris. <laughs> I'm super excited <laughs> about those two. <laughs> so thanks, Sarah. Yeah, thank you so fun. much for being on our show. <laughs> no, we know that thank you, you and we know that you and Daryl and Hudson will be a great success. 
and we look forward to seeing more of Silas Sweet. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to our 2020 Business of Entertainment series on Black Dog Radio Enterprise. Remember to check us out on Twitter and Facebook. You're listening to Enterprise on Blog Talk Radio with your host, Erica Collins.